From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, October 4th, 2022. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. There are new details about a deadly crash that happened late yesterday morning on I-75 near Dayton. ONN's Andrew Kinsey reports. The Ohio Highway Patrol saying that a box truck struck a Montgomery County Sheriff's Office transport van on the side of I-75. That van hit multiple people who were picking up litter on the side of the road. One inmate died and three others, including a deputy, were injured. Three other people inside the vehicle also suffered some minor injuries. So far, no charges have been filed in that incident. I'm Andrew Kinsey. The inmate killed has been identified as 52-year-old Tim Tofano. In the aftermath of Hurricane Ian, there is word an Ohio woman lost her life in the storm. Nichelle Harris-Miles of Dayton was in Fort Myers to celebrate her 40th birthday. When Hurricane Ian made landfall, she was trapped inside a home with her family and friends. The roof caved in and killed Nichelle. Her loved ones say they'll never be the same. I had to watch her slowly die while we were being immersed in 18 feet of water. The three who survived say they were stuck in the flooded house for more than 12 hours. A man is facing charges after a five-year-old Columbus boy accidentally shot himself over the weekend. 24-year-old Tiante Diggs is now charged with endangering a child. The boy is hospitalized with serious injuries. ONN's Richard Solomon has more. Thankful is the word Chantel Dondesi, mother of five-year-old Tykees, uses to describe how she feels right now. She told me earlier that he finally woke up, and most importantly, he is responsive. Now, Columbus police say the boy accidentally shot himself. Dondesi told me they had just gotten to her sister's home on Kenmore Road. She says Tiante Diggs, her sister's boyfriend, was in a room playing a video game when the five-year-old walked in picked up a gun off the bed and accidentally shot himself in the head. Reporting in Columbus, Richard Solomon. In Pike County, jurors in the George Wagner IV trial heard from George's ex-wife. ONN's Tracy Townsend has the story. Tabitha Clater talked about her relationship and experience being a part of the Wagner family. Did you um, feel when you were there that you could parent your child in the way that you wanted to? No. Clater went on to say that she felt like George Wagner's mother prevented her from spending time with her child. George Wagner IV is facing 22 counts related to the 2016 Pike County murders. I'm Tracy Townsend. The trial has begun in Washington over the Oath Keepers' involvement in the January 6th riot at the Capitol. Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes and four of his associates are charged with the most serious charges to date that carry a possible 20-year prison sentence. Here's CBS News legal analyst Jessica Levinson. The seditious conspiracy charge here really shows you tried to wage war on the most precious thing to us, the peaceful transfer of power. One of the group's alleged members facing charges is 39-year-old Jessica Watkins from rural Champaign County in West Central Ohio. Near Cleveland, Garfield Heights Middle School was placed on lockdown and students were sent home early yesterday after a bullet was found on a school bus. Police say a bus driver notified school security after finding the bullet underneath one of the bus seats and saw the student who was sitting in that seat throw something out in the trash can outside of the school. When school security officers checked the trash can, they found a handgun magazine loaded with four rounds. The students involved were identified and detained. No firearm was seen or found. Middle school students were dismissed early for the day so police could thoroughly complete a safety and security assessment of the building. 
In a week, a court-ordered hold on Ohio's abortion ban will end if a restraining order against the heartbeat law is lifted. For now, Ohio abortion clinics say they've been swamped since the restraining order was enacted by a Hamilton County judge. If the ban returns, some women are likely to seek abortions out of state. Mike Ganadakis is president of Ohio Right to Life. Look, a woman that lives in Toledo or anywhere in Ohio can drive to Detroit, Pennsylvania, and other states, whether we pass something or not, uh, based on how many weeks pregnant they are. So um, it's unconstitutional to ban travel in between states, and we're not attempting to do that. And I know no one across the street that wants to do that either. Tracy Thomas is a constitutional law professor with the University of Akron. We have some pretty strong statements from the U.S. Supreme Court court that there is a right to travel and that you could go to other states, although it's a very underdeveloped area of the law. Attorneys for abortion clinics and the state will present arguments Friday on whether the judge in Cincinnati should put the abortion ban on hold indefinitely. There's a scandal involving a fishing tournament on Lake Erie. ONN's Laura Queso reports. We have an update on a fishing fraud investigation. This happened in Cleveland. The two original winners of a fishing tournament are under suspicion of cheating after weights were found inside of their fish. Jason Fisher, the tournament director of the Lake Erie Walleye Trail, released a statement saying changes will be made and new weighing rules will be in place so that this type of fraud never happens again. The Ohio Department of Natural Resources is now investigating this one. I'm Laura Queso. New York State has apparently landed a computer chip-making development that's as big as Ohio's. ONN's Dave James has the story. Micron, one of the world's largest microchip manufacturers, is expected to open a plant in upstate New York, promising up to a $100 billion investment and a plan that could bring 50,000 jobs to the state over time. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer confirmed the company's plan to the Associated Press after speaking to its leaders. Intel has committed to building a $20 billion operation in suburban Columbus that it says could grow to $100 billion in the coming years. Dave James, I went in news. And just in time for the holiday season, the cost to send packages via the Postal Service and FedEx are going up. ONN's Amanda Fay in Toledo has more. First class packages will go up between 30 cents and $5.85, depending on weight and distance. Prices will roll back after peak season on January 23rd. FedEx is also adding extra fees for additional handling, oversized and ground unauthorized packages. Starting on Halloween, the increase is between 150 to 250 per package. Then in January, FedEx is adding a 7 to 8% increase, which will be its largest one-time rate increase ever. I'm Amanda Fay. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network. 